Welcome to Boobs, Booze, and Other Stuff, where no topic is taboo. Booze is on deck, and I keep it real, real interesting. Hey, 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 welcome to BBOS. I hope everyone out there is doing well. As I mentioned last week on my podcast, I have a fellow podcaster joining me on this episode. He's originally from the East Coast, but currently living in Portland, Oregon. He's a funny guy, actually. His background is in acting, improv, comedy, with a side of psychology, which might be scary. If you ask me questions, we're in trouble. He's one of seven kids, and to his credit, he said only two parents. That's his note, not mine. And he's musically inclined as well. He's a drummer, plays in a combo. And I happened to cross him in an unusual way. We both happened to be on the same platform, which is Buzzsprout, where he was being interviewed about how to grow a podcast. So obviously, and I think I've talked to many of my listeners about this, you know, we're always trying to figure out how to grow, but I listened to this guy and got some great ideas. So if you would, please welcome Ross. He is the host of Smells Like Humans to the show. Welcome aboard, Ross. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. I always joke about, I call it the left coast, but it's the west coast. You're an east coast guy, but you're in the west coast. How long have you been there? Well, I've lived in this iteration. I've been here eight years now, but there was a time when uh, my family lived back east and my parents got an idea that they should take us to Los Angeles. And so they took us all the way across the country, planted us in L.A., and then that's when things went south, literally. <laughs> I've been on the West Coast before, but this is the latest iteration, and I'm right in downtown Portland. I can't say I've been to that area. I've seen it on the news here and there, but I've not actually been to the area. It's Yeah, they like to talk about Portland as the example of everything that's gone wrong on the planet. Yeah, I'm in what they're referring to right now. Ironically, they're calling my city instead of Columbus, Georgia, they're calling it Kill Columbus, Georgia. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what in the world's happened here. I mean, it's crazy. Just a lot of shootings here. A lot of shootings. Well, with slogans like that, it really drives up tourism, I think. (laughs) Because I can see that on a sweatshirt. I would buy it. (laughs) You know, it's funny. A friend of mine asked me to go out to eat this Friday. I said, how about we do like the Seinfeld meal, man? I'll go from like four to six and then I'm punching out. Deuces, see ya. I don't even want to be downtown after hours on a Friday night in Columbus right now. I think there's lots of places that are struggling with the same issues, not just in this country either. And I think that the way the media frames the topics and where they're occurring has a lot to do with our perception of it. But really, I think we're all dealing with the same mud pit. We're all slopping around in the same muck. You know, it's so funny because people who know me know this. I get that, you know, and I joke about a lot of different things and I come hard on some political stuff here and there. But that is a fact. Truer words have never been spoken. I mean, it's everywhere. You know, and I I always joked about my town and I called it Show Enough Mayberry, but it's everywhere. (laughs) It's landed in my town, you know. Well, you know, it's wherever we go. That's where we bring everything with us, you know, and wherever you find humans, you will find human problems. So anyway, now that we've cleared that up, we've (laughs) solved those mysteries. Tell me about your show. I want to give you a little backstory because I'm guessing, you know, if you listen to any of it, you might not even come on. You would have been, damn, what am I getting myself into? Oh, I'm not afraid. And I can always run away. 
True, truth. You can just punch right out. All right. So I got started much like you during the pandemic. I started listening to two guys in particular, Ernest, who's a country singer, who now is crazy big. He's touring with Morgan Wallen. He was literally just BSing around two and three in the morning on Instagram, like everybody was. Nobody had anything to do. And also a fellow named Mitch Aguiar, who's an MMA fighter, former Navy SEAL, really cool guy. These guys, I started listening to them kind of late nights when I couldn't sleep, nothing to do. And I'm like, you know, I found a lot of common elements. It wasn't so much the humor side of it, but I'm like, you know, I think I'm listening to this. They've got an audience here and I've always liked it much like you. I was kind of a funny person, but in a different way. My audience was very low to the ground. I was entertaining four-year-olds, which is no small feat, by the way. No, that's a tough audience. Uh, Yeah, short of juggling and uh, moonwalking, you know, you got to do a lot. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, I'll give this a go, but I went at it not exactly the right way, but I went at it a way, okay? So when I opened, I was drinking a lot. So I was drinking, heavy drinking, just Mm -hmm. with a good friend, and we'd just get on live, no video, but just shooting the breeze. And I'm talking, you know, mother was half a word. I used the word F like it was an article, A and the, and yeah. I mean, I was letting it all fly. And You were having fun. Yeah. And some of it was cringeworthy, whatever. But like somebody asked me, would you archive that old stuff? I'm like, hell no, that's evolving. It's good. And I love the direction it's going. And people jokingly ask, well, how how do you get the title? You know, boobs, booze, and other stuff. I said, well, look, you know, we all know we got some things. But I actually had an issue just recently with with Yeti, which I'm a huge Yeti fan, by the way. But they weren't going to print me any more of my logo tumblers and they said well we don't like that word you know and i'm like what do you mean what word booze yeah they don't I'm, like, like, booze? I'm like what, you, what and they said well you know we've there's a word we find kind of maybe offensive in there and i said look i'm here to tell you i think i know the word you're talking about i said but that actually means a foolish person i said now maybe you have somebody in your graphic arts wait, wait, division wait, are you know you serious they really said that they solidly did but then once the word boobs the word boobs just offended oh, them come on it offended them but long and short of it wow. they came around and so i have a nice collection of them that i because i like to gift people once i'll send one your way too i love free stuff heck yeah well you'll like them they're neon they're really cool yeah. i love a yeti i'm a huge yeti fan their products are really quality yeah, but, uh, yeah, you know, after I had a talk with him about that, I'm like, come on now. Yeah. I'm like, there's so many other things people could put on your products. So you said it now the show has a little bit sharper direction. Yeah. Where is it headed? Do you think? Uh, I think directionally, I certainly love to get after some of the political stuff and like to give my take right. on it. But I'm not right. all there. You know, I've had a taxidermist. I've had singers. I've had high-level business folks on here. I've had a range of people on this show. I mean, really, honestly, a pretty solid range. I had the legend of Broadway in Nashville came on the show randomly. I've just had some cool people on the show. And I had nice. a young race car driver. Cool. I don't know if you've noticed this, but a lot of people think that if you're doing a podcast, there's probably something wrong with you. <laughs> You know, because you say, oh, uh, yeah, well, what are you doing? Well, I do this podcast and you just kind of, they start, their eyes start looking around the room for another place to go. Yeah, that's interesting. They're plotting their next move. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed that, but not everybody's into podcasts. Well, I did notice that. And I'll say this, you nailed this when you did that interview with the Buzzsprout fella. But what I learned very quickly, I actually had to lock up my Instagram account and some other accounts because I got some crazy people sliding into my DMs, but... Those people aren't necessarily people that listen to podcasts. And that's what you find out quickly. You need to advertise where people listen. 
just because somebody's on TikTok doesn't mean they listen to a podcast. So right, you learn right. that there are people that actually like podcasts. From my perspective, maybe a little different than yours, but when I go places and people learn that I have the podcast, and whether it's the name of it or whatever, they're like, uh, yeah, we want to see that or hear that. But, uh, you know, and some people, and you certainly alluded to this fact, but some people are either going to be dialed in or they're not. They're going to like what you do, or they, and that's okay. It's not going to be for everybody. And honestly, the way I feel right. about the ones I've done, and maybe you feel this way too, I don't know, but they're not like all going to be bullseyes for sure, but they're not even all going to be on the dartboard. You know, some might hit the wall and that's okay. You can have the one off, you can have the two off. Now, if you get like the trend where you see a big fall off, then maybe you need to relook your content. It's just not all going to be a bullseye and that's all right. I like to hit some different takes on what's going on in the universe right now. Sure. And I also like having a variety of folks on. I'm into yeah. just hearing different unusual things I might not otherwise hear. So yeah. I'm, I'm a fan. I think people really like having diversity of opinions. I've heard people, when I've asked them what they like about the show that I do, which every week is a different topic and I often have different guests, and what they say is that they like that there are different points of view and it's not always the same people and that a lot of podcasts they listen to, it's the same people or the same person. And after a while, it just gets a little predictable and you know a little tiring. So I think that's a good strategy that you have to include lots of people, different walks of life. Yeah, indeed. It's the secret sauce that makes it work. So I think that's great. And you're not getting as tanked as you were. No, which is probably a good thing because, you know, literally there was a point where it was like, whoo, I told you there were some cringeworthy ones. Honestly, the one that really got the most traction, of course, the title, I'm sure, had a lot to do with it. It was called Junk Shots. Right. <laughs> I saw one of your clips on that on Instagram. Yeah, that was a doozy. I just yeah. was watching a show about Pornhub. And they were just going, you know, talking to a lot of the performers. And this one yeah. person said that she makes her most money rating people's junk. Yeah. So they submit a junk yeah. shot, as you call it. Yep. And then she gives it a rating, a live rating. You know, she shows it and then says, this is how I'm rating it. Yeah. She says that's what makes her the most money. Yeah. I actually watched that, the money shot with MindGeek. Yeah, it's what? fascinating. It, that was fascinating to me because... You know, of course, I've joked a lot about all that stuff, Pornhub, RedTube, et cetera. But uh, I jokingly refer right. to them as game films. But uh, yeah, I did not know a lot of the backstory of that. So I found it actually pretty fascinating. I did. I think it's interesting because it's a fascinating topic because it's a huge industry, but it's also widely supported by mainstream corporations. Oh, yeah. Like on my cable system that I have, I can see whatever I want to see. Yep. I just click it and it's like right at my fingertips. It's not uh. like you have to sneak around. You don't have to Pee Wee Herman anymore, <laughs> you know, and go into a theater at night with a sock and a bad idea. I remember that. You know, you can just sit in your house and corporate America is saying, if you want to watch it, I mean, you huh? used to be able to, I don't know if it's still the case, but a lot of mainstream hotels would have like rentable porn. Oh, yeah. And I just think it's really fascinating because... Billions of people tuning in all kinds of ways, but it's still a taboo topic, you know, like you wouldn't lead with that in a job interview is like one of your hobbies. Yeah. 
but even in relationships, Ross, and I know everybody's into whatever they're into. And I've joked about this stuff on the podcast. And so then I'll have people come at me and they're like, well, do you really watch game films? You know, what do you watch? You know, they want to know all this stuff all of a sudden. But I'm like, you know, I said, look, I joked about it and I quiffed about it. But certainly whatever I do is my own personal business. I said, but if you listened, you listened, you got my sentiment on it. You know, you know what I think of it. But uh, what I found interesting about that whole show is just I didn't realize how ginormous it was. That's like number one out there. I'm like, wow. I mean, it's stunning. Like, we don't want to think that everybody's watching all this stuff. But bottom line is they're either surfing it or watching it or, you know, in some way tapping on it. Well, there's billions, billions of hits. It's hard to estimate exactly how much money how big the industry is or how many people are watching. But, you know, I doubt it's just one horny guy in Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you have billions of hits, that's everyone around the world is participating in this in some fashion or another. And it's just fascinating to me because I don't know where it goes. Like, I don't know if it gets to the point where it's just Mm. like anything else. It's just like saying, yeah, I'm into taxidermy. Yeah. I do podcasting. Oh, I, I'm, I'm a regular on Pornhub. Yeah. Is it just become a non-issue because everybody's doing it? Or are we going to keep pretending that it's a secret yeah. that nobody talks about? And, you know, your local minister isn't involved in it somehow. Hmm? You know, it's like we're living a split life. I believe that. And I agree with you. If you're saying that people, it's like no one's business what you are doing, I agree with yeah. that. Like, I don't think you have to be public about whatever it is you do or don't do. Obviously, lots of people are doing it, but there seems to be like we're acting in a play where we're pretending that nobody does. None of the good people. Yeah, the so-called good people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. you know, yeah. (laughs) So in the old days, it was a lot easier because the guys would be lined up in front of the the dirty movie house. This goes back a ways. You probably are too young I'm to know this. I'm not too young. I'm not but too young to know it. The guys would line up and they would play in like the old yeah. movie theaters that were beaten down. They couldn't draw a crowd anymore. So they started showing oh, pornos. Yeah. Times Square used yeah, to be I saw pink flamingos like that. that way when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, man, pink flamingos. That's a whole nother category. Whole nother category. The playpen That's, scene is still wow. etched in my memory. I'll never forget that as long as I live. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even call that a porno yeah. so much. That's part of a good film education. Yeah. I think you need to include that, <laughs> along with Eraserhead oh God, yeah. and a few other disturbing yeah. films. Been there. Been um, there. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I think having multiple guests, multiple topics, I think that's a great formula. Yeah, I like it. I like the less booze, obviously. You know, I like being more present in the podcast. You started it during the pandemic. Yeah. So that had something to do with it because everybody was drinking during the yeah. pandemic because you had nothing else to yeah. do. And for me, every night, this was a thing. Every night, five o'clock, I poured a drink. <laughs> every night. It was like I looked forward to it mm-hmm. because I was doing nothing except watching reruns of Amazing Race. Wow. <laughs> That's not a good time. So five o'clock, I'll have a scotch. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, well, I got to make dinner and you have a glass of wine while you're cooking. And then you have a drink or two with dinner. And then an after dinner, a little brandy. Next thing you know, 
you're losing it. And doing that every night, that was not good. Yeah. But I could see doing a podcast with the title, and the next thing you know, you're kind of in your cups, as they used to say. Oh, yeah. I bet some of those episodes are a hoot. They are literally, I promise you, I'm never going to archive them. I've had people ask me, and I'm like, no, they're just so oh, damn yeah. funny. They're so damn funny. Yeah, you got to keep them. Yeah. Well, that's just part of the show. The show evolved. That's part of it. If you want to be part of your community, you just get into it. Now, let me ask you this. You're Southern. You're born in Georgia or where? Born and raised in D.C. What? Are you serious? Facts, Washington, D.C. You have an accent. I know. Well, I've been here since 1985-ish, give or take. Yeah. I've been here a long time. Okay. Long time. Okay. Born and raised in D.C. Yep, Were your yep. parents like political people no. or into the D.C. city? No. Small business folks. Wow. Yeah. Yep. That's interesting. And so you moved to Georgia- Indeed, yep. In the 80s. In the 80s, yep. Is that right? Yep, I was an Air Force veteran, yep. I was at Moody Air Force Base, which is South Georgia. And then I got into uh, pharmaceutical sales, was selling up John for many years, and I was married to a fighter pilot along the way, and somehow landed in Columbus, Georgia, but uh, yeah. This sounds like a movie treatment. Yeah, my life literally never a dull moment, never a dull moment for sure. Lots of good stuff. That's fantastic. Lots of good stuff. That's great. I was asking because my father, my heritage is Italian, and he was born in New York, and I was born in New York, but my mother was born in Atlanta. Oh, okay. okay. She's from Georgia. So I had a New York father and a Southern mother, and it Ooh. was a very interesting combination. Wow. I'm one of seven kids. There may have been others. My parents... We're always trying to find ways to lose us, you know, to drop a few from the herd because there were too many. (laughs) So, you know, like parents today, like, are squeamish about leaving their kids in cars. If you leave a kid in a car, there'll probably be a cop waiting for you when you come back out. You go into the Walmart or Costco, get a hot dog, you come back out. If your kid's sitting in the car, there's probably a cop there ready to put cuffs on you. Back in the day, our parents would say, we'll be back sometime. (laughs) And you would just be in the car. I mean, this happened in lots of places, too, like Mexico. I mean, they would just leave us in a car in Mexico. I remember one time we were on the beach. I was a little kid. And my mother, I said I had to go to the bathroom. She said, it's over there. And I said, well, how will I find my way back? She says, just look for the striped umbrella. So I said, okay. So I go in there, I come out. I realized at that moment, I'm like five years old, I realized at that moment, every freaking umbrella on the beach is striped. (laughs) And I fell for it again. They were leaving, they always left us in stores. (laughs) Uh, You know how kids, sometimes you'll see parents negotiating with a kid. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, come on now, it's time to go. Uh. Don't you want to go? We have to go home. (laughs) Grandma wants... My parents would be like, oh, you don't want to go? Good. No, you just stay where you are. I love it. ABC later. (laughs) Yeah, good luck to you. Like, God love you for deciding to be independent at six years old. It was a different time. Congratulations. (laughs) That makes me laugh, Ross, because when I was a kid, of course, no seatbelts, right? Cars, nobody was buckled in ever. And they would just leave you in a car. I mean, they just left you because no car really, not many cars had air conditioning. You just had windows down all the time. 
No, and no. so yeah, you were just no left just to your own resources, you know, which was not always good. But you know, they just weren't worried about they us. Were not. You know, they were they like, were you not. know, the world's a dangerous place. You have a few kids. You're going to lose one or two. No one's going to think badly of you on that. <laughs> they were good while you had them. I love it. I love it. I argue that we were just smarter, Ross. Man, I mean, like kids today, just they wouldn't have. <laughs> I just they couldn't survive back when we grew up. Well, they wouldn't have had a helmet. Uh, no, no. A kid's got to have a helmet today to do uh, long division. Uh, yeah, everything. Everything. <laughs> the, they better be padded up. The life helmet. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, you can't do anything because you got to get all padded up. The other thing that was different, and I don't mean to turn into this uh, in my day, but parents just weren't that involved with us, you know? Yeah. They just weren't involved yeah. like they are today where parents are like at everything and they're involved with everything. I mean, there was always like a couple of parents who were like yeah. helping out, but they were weird. The rest of the parents, they just wanted to get their drink on, get their Valium on and just turn it off for a while. Housewife heroin, man. That was that was the thing back in the day, man. <laughs> All my friends out there, please check out Smells Like Humans with Ross. It's pretty much on every audio platform out there. Thank you again for joining me on the show. You're welcome back anytime. Keep them laughing on the West Coast and cheers, darling. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a blast. Well, it's time for a refill. Join me for my next episode of Boobs, Booze, and Other Stuff, where I vow to keep it real and real interesting. Interesting.